Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better, from the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode 416. Very excited you decided to join us. A couple things. Big shout out to our sponsors, Dr. Dish. Um, you should look into it. Go over to their website. The link is down below. You'll you'll be you'll be flabbergasted by the amount of workouts that they have on that machine. It's not like the old days. I I remember the old shoe machines that used to have that long rack coming down. This is second to none. So go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged. They'll give you three hundred dollars off your next purchase. Also, make sure you go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, it's the perfect time. August is rolling in. Four months until the season starts. Be a great time to join a, for a year or six months. Um, you know, prices are going to be going up. So if you're thinking or sitting on that fence, I would get in now because we're adding a lot of new courses, a lot of new material over the next three to four weeks. Um, also, a couple things I said on Monday, um, or three things. First of all, if you um, do any sort of side gig, um, we would love to hear from you. Um, I'm starting another podcast to help teachers that are not only teachers, but do other things inside. We'd love to love to interview and hear about your side business. That's the first thing. Second thing is if anybody's looking to, to help with resources or things for teachhoops.com, we would love to hear from you on that. Um, and then Fridays are going to be our classic days. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to the vault and I'm going to find old um, Coach Unplugged episodes and kind of put them back. Some of these early ones are with Coach Slumpkiss, one of my assistant coaches and I. We did some early on. It's kind of morphed into high school hoops now. This is usually where high school hoops would sit. It is gone. It is not on this feed anymore. If you're looking for high school hoops, make sure you go over and uh, subscribe and like high school hoops and it will, it will get to your feed. Otherwise, um, you will miss out. I think they're going to go out. Uh, once a week. So make sure you go over and subscribe and like to that. And let's head off to the podcast. All right, Coaches Unplugged, today's episode. We really need a drum. We do. Maybe a bongo. I, I, you notice I, I didn't. Freestyle. 
Ooh, do you have a bongo? I don't. Not since my, you col- see, not since my college You seem like, like a bongo, bongo. Time, like, type of guy. <laughs> I've, I played a, doing, I've played a bongo I should before. start doing stand-up. So if you... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, hey. Stand-up comedians are worried right now. Why? They're being censored. Politically correctness. There's comics refusing to go to colleges because they can't say... What they want to say. Yeah, or make, like, inflammatory comments. comments. That are jokes because people take it as literal. PC police. Oh, jeez. Okay. I don't know how much time we have to do this yeah. one. All right. The best way to develop a youth basketball program. Inherit one. There you go. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like I did. That, that's always a good thing. Um, yeah, well, I'm going to let you run with this. I can talk about what we've done and kind of my theory with youth and. We won't you know, get into whole AU and developmental and all that yeah, stuff. No, that's, that's a different true. episode. Um, Let's just talk about how, as a as a high school coach, okay. developing a youth program. Let's talk. Let's leave it. Let's narrow it to that. Um, otherwise, we'll you and I will you, sure. you and I will get six different tangents. Sure. I think. I would say that one, if you want to run a successful basketball program at the high school level, you need to have a youth development system. Um, ding, 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 that ding, is yeah. succinct. That is that those kids are already buying into what it means to be, in our case, a Spartan. Yes. Like I think you instill that culture that young down. That Where community. Kids grow up and they go, I want to be the next whomever you're. Well, it was like when I grew up. I, when I grew up, I went. Uh, my parents took me to high school football games yep. and basketball games, and I. When I was on the playground, that's when kids used to play basketball on the playground. Mm-hmm. Um, I pretended to be those guys yep. that were playing mm-hmm. at that high school than more than the NBA guys. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So those are your role models. Those are my role models. Yep. Is I get to see them. Mm-hmm. I get to go root for them. I mean, I remember coming home in tears from Baraboo when I said, we lost the sectional finals yep. and just being distraught about mm-hmm. it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was 13, 12. Yep. But those were, my, those were the guys I that looked you look up, up to. to. Yeah. yeah. So engaging those guys back into your youth program is important. You know, we just got done with a week of camps here, and we got praise from parents. Um, and I know I had parents come specifically to talk to me about they thought the camp ran well. All this, well, it was because our players our were players, doing yes. the work. Yes. Yeah. We oversaw it. We made it run smooth. But they actually bought in. They were engaging the kids. They were right. building personal. Relationships because they remember when they were when they were that age that there were other the people impact, running. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like this domino effect. Yep. So. Let's say you're someone that's just getting a job or yep. want to get a job. So this would be definitely part of an interview process because I remember when I got the job I'm in right now, I don't know, I had a binder this thick with everything. I still look back at it uh, far, as far as what I want to do with youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say you're starting with a, pr- with a program that doesn't have anything. What would you do? Because, again, I can go through the stuff that we've done and yep. maybe I'll – so are you asking from a skill development yeah, perspective? Yeah, for everything. Or from well, from, from everything. Because I, I think we... I befriend my elementary school teachers. Bio teachers. Specifically. Yep. The greatest teachers on the planet. <laughs> are you a FIA teacher? Uh, Disclaimer. The, yes. Me, me, me. Yes. The degree okay. was in physical education. It was. Did uh, you get a health certification? I, I do have a health certification. You do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you don't have adaptive. I don't have adaptive PE. That's correct. And why didn't you get that? <laughs> we don't need to get the details of that. Okay. This is where my nuanced personality comes back to get me a little bit. But, okay. Okay. Um, I have no problems teaching adaptive PE. You just, just don't want to go, go get the piece of paper. Okay. Absolutely. 
Um, but maybe now you could do it. No, that's not happening. Okay, okay. I'll stick to gym and health if I were to teach a gym. You call it gym? We still call it gym? I call it gym, and I don't really care what anyone else thinks. I, 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 I think we're supposed to call it physical education. Yeah, I know, and that's became from this new age language of we need to value physical education more. We do. This is an educated We environment. do. We, we live do. in a society where people and kids are is. obese. I agree. But guess how they move when it's fun. You know what's fun? Gym class. Yeah, you're right. You know what's annoying? Taking a written test in gym class. You're right. When every kid, when you ask every elementary kid, what's your favorite class? Gym. 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 Or recess. Or recess. Because they get to move and have and fun, and fun and play. And yeah. play. So, Which yeah. is, we get into a whole educational system about that, yeah. kindergarten is, is now second grade and kindergartners should play and all that kind of so stuff. So what anyway. would I do to develop a youth program? Yes. Befriend my do? gym teachers and befriend my elementary school teachers and have a presence there. Go in and actually see those kids yep. and get them to know who I am. So elementary basis. is your first level and then middle school is your I'd actually probably level. go to middle first and first. then I go to elementary. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But the goal would still be the same to cast with the broadest net that I possibly can. Yep. Your middle schoolers, especially your upper level middle schoolers, might already be, especially something. in a big district, yeah. specialized into something. Okay. Ooh, that'd be a good topic. Talk yeah, about specialization. So I think you, you can. <laughs> we we could talk about specialization till the cows come home. Absolutely. So, and I actually, for the younger people, that's an expression like 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 uh, the barn burner. Yeah, but it's you can look those up. Google very Wisconsin terms. Barn burner is barn burner. Yeah, like well, that was a barn burner. Yeah. I don't. Well, no, I would agree with you, but I mean, that's not a Midwestern every state, thing. Not I every think. state is so farm friendly. Yeah, I wonder if barn burner is. That's a good question. I know bubbler is. Is distinct specifically to Wisconsin. I think it is. Like it I is. went, I remember when I went out east. Like the distinct Dartmouth, I asked, to Wisconsin. "Where's the bubbler?" And they go, "What?" In and Chicago, they, they don't use bubbler. They use water fountain. Okay. Drinking fountain. I think. We have a tendency to get off topic. Really good. Let's get All right. So, cats with the broadest net as possible. Yes. Your middle school, especially your upper levels, might be a touch too late. You might yeah. be too late. And that initial for an year. And that, that initial year. year. I agree. Which is why fifth, sixth grade is really where I'd look to start to draw numbers up. And then at a younger age. And the younger the age, the more exploratory it should be, the more fun it should be, the more movement concept based it should be. So the ability to stop and go. Um, tag games. Sharks yes. and minnows is by far the most popular game you could possibly play with an elementary kid. Well, I would disagree. I think there's a more popular game, but what, you probably can't play. Flag? You can't probably play it in a gym class. I know there's a there's one that. What? Foursquare. Oh, I've never played Foursquare. Oh, really? No. We have. It's been, our, is it big in middle school? Is it big in middle school? Yeah, it's big in middle school too. It's just you hit the ball in the dang squares, right? Oh, it's huge. Yeah. Like but there's like, like those are important things for yeah. kids because it's manipulating an. It's object. like spike ball. Yeah. You heard about spike ball? Yeah, I have. I think I'm, I coach volleyball too, and I think I'm gonna buy a couple. I have one at home, like the trampolines, right? It's like a little trampoline. You, you spike it, it in. Yeah. I'll put a link on the bottom of this for this, but shoot ball or something like that. Yeah, but it's basically a combination of four square and and um, it's a combination of four square and volleyball. Yeah. And it's a lot of movement, yeah. and it'd be a great fight. And you have to play in a, it, it's agility. Hey everybody, well. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. A couple things. First of all, we would love if you would leave a review, subscribe, and like. Those are nice. Um, we'd also love if you came over and joined teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. I promise you, you'll probably get an email with, from me in a, in a video welcoming you within 24 hours. Also, if you're um, wanting to help us with hosting fees and those things, and it doesn't cost you anything, you can go down below and uh, hit our um, affiliate link for Amazon. Every time you go shopping on Amazon, we'll get a small little commission. Um, 
So that's really easy to do. Also, make sure, and I don't mention this a lot, make sure you go over and check out our YouTube channel, Teach Hoops. We put, there's thousands of videos over there to kind of help you become a better basketball coach. All right, let's head back to the podcast. Well, I mean, it's, it, it's agility, it's, it's those agility, things. So it's with young kids, they're okay. going to be able to play So we agree, games. we agree that we're all going to get them together yep. and we're yep. going to, that's going to be our first task. What would be your next task? So that I did that. I went out and got out to the camps. To drive like, numbers up. Yep. So my one of my first things was to run a camp because yep. it was really never a camp run. I would agree. That's so priority number one. That was the number one. It took us over a year to get the approval, and no one had and run camps. Did you camps do a summer camp right away? We did. That yeah. was one of my first things I did was do a summer. At camp. my high school, our head coach was my uncle as well. Ran we ran weekend a Saturday free clinic. See, that's a good idea too. It's just that's and here's the thing though. We were again we were a small ball. district. That had access to our high school gym whenever we wanted access to it. Yeah. Um, so I think it has to meet the program has to meet the culture of the community. I would love to start doing that. To be honest with you, I would love to start some sort of Saturday program because when I was in Wausau, that's where the WIA again they make all these moves. Let let us and, and I think it was as much the Big Eight as it is WIA. But let us practice on Sundays because Saturdays would be off days. And then I would do youth yep. things on Saturdays mm -hmm. and let my players have Saturdays off. And then what I would ideally do is start have practice at five o'clock on Sunday, get them ready for the so week, start the week, start the yep. week thing. You know, I let them have the whole day Sunday. You know, and let them know when these Sunday Watch practices the are going to come. Yeah, and if the Packers play late, then we'd adjust or whatever. We live in Wisconsin, so obviously the Packers are like a religion. Um, well, beyond that, well, they really are. They have a G on really their helmet, that. which stands for greatness. So. They're the okay, best so you're franchise not, in all sports. Oh, they're not. Saying. The Cubs are. But um, if losing is your thing. Oh, my God. Certainly. So this is a sidecast. We're not going to get into discussion. There's very few things you talk bad. Don't talk badly about my wife, beloved my team. kids, my dog, and the Cubs. I'm sorry, but the Cubs reflect. And I'm not wearing a Cubs hat. Cubs, Cubs, well, we're going to save this. So let's yeah. go back to what we're doing. Because... Yeah, I think there's multiple ways that you do that camp. To reach out. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree. Okay. Um, I think you have to involve the parents. You yes. have to because they become the ones that end up running. Well, they're the, the ones that coach, too. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it has to be important to them, and they have to have a, a, a say in what's going on, or at least feel that they're having a stake right. in this whole process. It's like our team. youth program where and we have the... Yeah, yeah. Your, yeah, your parents are the majority of the ones that are doing the coaching. Coaching, yeah. Um, and I think you should have something in place to help educate them as well about proper drills or what you want to be teaching or right. maybe help educate them a little bit on how to become a coach. Um, and you want to build positive relationships there to me because those families are always going to be in the program. Like that's right. And the thing is it might be one family that has three kids sure. too, and they come through and through. Um, so engaging them I is, think very is, important. is as important as getting that. Camp I think, started. I think getting the kids in your gym to see your teams play is big. Absolutely. Cause it goes back to what we were talking about before. That's, you know, Yep. It starts with the organization. It starts with learning skills. It, you know, what, what, you know, maybe you're a zone coach. Well, <coughs> then you better teach them the way that you want that zone taught. Or maybe you yep. like pressure the whole game or whatever it is, depending on where you coach, that has to be implemented, you know. Yeah, I, I would along. say. Zone's probably a bad example. For I you, think, but. and maybe you'll disagree with me on this. I don't think you will. I think you need to wait a little bit later to go specific to the program. Well, I think it's, I think it's more of a middle school thing. It's yeah. more of a 7th and 8th grade thing. And I would say upper thing. middle school yeah, thing. Yeah, 7th and 8th grade, yeah. I agree. I Depending think, on middle school, some middle yeah. schools are ninth graders. I think the high, younger kids need to learn how to play the basics of the game. But they need to learn the basics. I would never teach a young kid anything other than man-to-man. -man you, you and I agree 
that kids play too much. Yes. You and I agree that. And they play too much of one thing. They do. And I. That's why my son right now is went to camp, basketball camp this morning, and now he's playing tennis. Then he went and played golf yesterday. He's doing all the different things that he you know yep. likes to do. Life lessons, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, but it goes back to being able to um, do multiple things well. Mm -hmm. You know, and then at the younger ages, it's important to, I'm getting back to the point because I forgot what I was going to say there. I'm getting back to, um, in their fifth grade, they should have three practices, one game. That ratio should be, you know, even with my son, he's 13, I try to have, I try to at least work him out twice for every game he has, which mm -hmm. is a little bit harder because he's playing AAU. But I think that development is super, super important. I think it's why you can shoot the ball pretty well, mm -hmm. is because that development has to, and his dribbling isn't good as good as it needs to be. Yeah. So the repetition, you learn things by games, mm -hmm. but. Well, you apply them in the game. But, but for a youth program, you really need to teach skill Skills. development. Absolutely. Yes. I think that's the most important thing. And, and the one you did with Drew on YouTube, which yeah. we'll put on the bottom, which is like 35 minutes is awesome. Mm -hmm. People love it. It's 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 a little bit of agility. It's a little bit mm -hmm. of ball handling. It's a little bit of attacking. We're gonna add to that, but I think that's the stuff that people need to work on. Yep. In my opinion, yep. um, more than going and playing. The parents love to go and play in Texas and play twelve games or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know unless you're elite, elite, and even there, I don't think it's yeah, necessarily. Yeah, this actually became happen. a critique of the American youth soccer system as well, where too many they, games. They didn't teach enough skill. Everyone was focused on like this the strategy of the gameplay right. as opposed to developing any on-ball skills. You can't and dribble. Well, yeah, so kids, we get wiped out by international competition, so the focus needed to be more on developing skills and less concerned with wins, losses in these tournaments, pseudo-tournaments right. right. at a young age. Because nobody cares. Who cares? Yeah. 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 Who really cares? Yeah. Um, and that was pre. That was probably pre-Wesley as far as the AU. It was kind of starting with him. But even our 2011 team, you know, were we winning all this tournament? No, but you can still win the thing. You can still win a state yeah. tournament um, doing that. So I, I agree. I think organization, I think parents, I think I think having a board like we have yeah. where you have both head coaches, both the boys and girls. You maybe, in our case, have the athletic director. You have some of those things. We have somebody that runs it that's not a parent. Um, so you have a board like a, like a, a corporation. <laughs> or a public entity like the school, uh, the school, which also has a board, board of yes. elected school, officials. School board, yeah. yes. Yeah. So um, and we have elected officials too for ours. But and then that works through. You know, you, you got to figure out uniforms. You got to figure out yeah. balls. You got to figure out how much practice you're gonna, how much you can charge them. All those things. One person can't do that. No, certainly. I, and, and, and even if you're in a small town, I can't imagine one person no. wanting to do it and being able to do it. No, yeah. yeah. The one person that needs to be involved at every level is the head coach. Yeah. To some degree. And the boys, they, the, both the boys and girls. Run it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we are can't run it because we're busy. Yeah. yeah, no, they're not doing the actual running. And again, that's why parents are so important in this process because they're the ones that end up doing that. Well, you know, and ones, those other things are like logistics to me. Those... You manage as they come up. Right. The jerseys, the getting the basketball. But all that stuff is not, it's nonstop. You have to do You that. have to have someone yeah. be able to do that. And, and have some foresight. And a head team. coach can't do it. No, you don't have the time. To do I mean, it. I go to board meetings once a month mm -hmm. and I sit in, but I, if I had to do. The day to day. I couldn't. Yeah. I mean, cause I'm worried about our guys the in the gym Absolutely. and what we're going to run and how we're going to attack that yeah. and how we're going to adjust the two 18 minute halves mm -hmm. and 
all that kind of stuff. That's what I have to deal with. So, yeah. um, anything else with you? No, I just think that it's crucial. I think it's vital, and I think it builds the culture and the expectations. If you want to win, you got to have a youth yeah, program of what your team is going to do. And it and and it can't become a monster. You mean that the, the youth program outruns the program yes. itself? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have more attention than the actual program. Yeah. Whereas eventually, yeah, it's like the AAA. Yeah. Yep. But every good program's had a youth program. It doesn't matter if you're D one or D five. Yeah. In our in our league, it goes D one to D five. Yeah. yeah. Anywhere in the you in have the to have it, or you're not going to compete on a year in year out basis. You'll have a team that comes through, but you won't have one year. It won't be a consistent thing. I agree. Perfect. Hey, coach. Hope you enjoyed that. If you did, okay, go join teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. You you want to become a better basketball coach? Let me help you. You know where else can you find a mentor for? You know a dinner at McDonald's, basically. Let me help you. Um, not only resources and communities and handouts and one-on-one -on -one calls and office hours, it's got a little bit of everything that will help you become a better basketball coach. Also, go over, um, subscribe and like, leave a review. And if you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, click down below. We would appreciate it. All right, have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network.